I remember the feeling I had when I first heard the term silent treatment. Um, and I found it to be odd. It was either from a movie or a TV show. And we had already been married for, for a little bit when I heard that term and actually paid attention to it. I found it very odd. Why? Because that had never existed in our life. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's good or bad. <laughs> it just, it was never part of our life. And I was like, oh, people do that. No, because some people think that's a reward. They just pout. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, she shut up for once. <laughs> they, ju <laughs> they just pout. And they're like, I'm not going to talk to you. You think I should try that? No. <laughs> no, I think it's not very uh, productive. <laughs> hey, listen, we have a great episode for you today. Uh, we're going to be talking about the C word. It's coming up in a minute. The C word. Oh my gosh, and all the minds just yeah. went C word, C word. <laughs> well, let's start then. Welcome to Marriage with the Mothers, a conversation to help marriages heal, grow, and stay strong. To stay connected and to submit topics, follow us on Instagram at Marriage with the Mullers or visit our website at jdmuller.com. Let's get started. Here's JD and Alini Muller. You still have a human in your belly. This human does not want to leave. And I tell you, I have done everything. She has tried everything, guys. In fact, the reason why this episode is coming to you a little later than usual is because my wife has tried all the things, including catching a virus. <laughs> yeah, that was totally my I call. Am, I am still doubtful whether that was an accident. Mm -hmm. I went looking for it. I you decided know, to just catch it. <laughs> she's tried getting dizzy. <laughs> uh, she's tried nausea. A virus, the baby is just too comfortable. It's a good belly to be in, you know? Yeah, well, get out. Maybe by the time this airs, uh, we will be holding a little nugget. In which case, we'll probably have to keep our listeners waiting an extra week or two. We might go on hiatus. Yeah. Well, let's get into our first segment today. Tales, Tips, and Trends. Tales, Tips, and Trends. We're going to keep it light today with a funny tale. Uh-oh. It's a story. Okay. Hardworking man. Okay. Had to go to Chicago for a work project. And here's the story. I used to travel a lot for work. One time, I was away on a long-term project in Chicago. Project team members used to fly in and out from various places in the country. And we'd usually stay for the week and fly back on the weekends. Because the project was behind, the project leader would often ask us to work through the weekend to try to catch up. If there were other folks staying, he'd usually stay as well. One time, he hadn't been home in almost a month, and it was Friday. We were still behind, and he was supposed to be leaving to head home to Texas for the weekend. He called his wife to tell her the bad news that he thought he was going to have to stay at work again. He starts hamming and hawing at his wife. Then we hear him say, huh? Yep, got it. And he hung up the phone. We asked him what happened. And he said, well, boys, I'm headed home. 
We asked why. He said, well, my wife told me, and I quote, you better get your butt on that plane because I'm going to be having sex this weekend on this house whether you're here or not. <laughs> That'll get him home. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He was like, yep, got it. I'm on my way home, honey. <laughs> Note to self, ladies. You know how to get your husband home. <laughs> It's simple. It's very simple. <laughs> I thought this was a funny story and worth telling because uh, it kind of goes along with our main subject. Kind of. I would say this wife did a good job of communicating. <laughs> I don't know if she communicated, really, but <laughs> she got her point across. Well, we're talking about the C word today, which mm -hmm. is communication. Mm -hmm. A very important word in marriage. Well, We're talking about an aspect of it because it is a broad topic. Exactly. Uh, we've had multiple requests to talk about communication, but communication is such a broad topic. We're going to break it up in a few episodes. But we thought it would be important today to talk about a specific aspect of communication, which is praising your spouse. Encouraging, uplifting, making him or her better. All of the above, <laughs> even though there is a little bit of humor in your voice and might I say, possibly sarcasm. Oh, always. <laughs> Not that you don't mean. No, I mean the topic. I believe 100% in it. Just kind yeah. of funny. How about positive reinforcement? Oh, geez. Too, uh, uh, too trendy for too, you? Too much. I feel the need to explain your reaction For the benefit of the few listeners who do not know you as well as I do. Uh-huh. Like all of them. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> <laughs> It's because we try to communicate in a way that is devoid of uh, slogans and, and overused platitudes. Uh, <laughs> because they lose their effect. So things like positive reinforcement, which is very good. You can easily sound... A certain way, but not actually mean it. Yeah, you're, you, you can get lost in the, vo in the noise. Have you ever heard those people that just, you hear them talk and they sound like everybody else? They sound like a douche. <laughs> <laughs> just mean what you say and say what you mean. The way you said that, they sound like, <laughs> like a, a douche. douche. <laughs> like a douche. Like a douche. Mm -hmm. Like a douche is like a French poet <laughs> who uh, has a very thin mustache. Oh, gosh. Okay, uh, see, now you're getting very specific. He eats quiche every, oh, other, every other morning. And crepes. And crepes for dinner. <laughs> Monsieur la douche. Oh, gosh. Let's talk about what praise is not. Let's first clarify, praise is not flattery. That's a very good point. I'm going to start there because I hear people flatter one another but they don't mean it. Yeah. They're just trying to impress whatever it is, the reason for flattery. Um, and flattery is so insincere. Yeah. And it is not a, a positive form of communication. Yes. And sometimes it just sounds... Condescending. Condescending. That's the word I was looking for. Yes. It sounds condescending. It sounds so like, really stop it. Like, like, like the Southern, oh, bless your heart. Yeah. Like, oh, but he's so wonderful. 
Mm-hmm. The appearance of that when others are around because your yeah. spouse sees through it. Mm-hmm. Creating and a veneer. A veneer. Yeah. Like on Instagram, oh my gosh, your relationship is to die for. If you praise your spouse for the benefit of the optics, you're doing your marriage a disservice. It's insincere and you both know it and it doesn't accomplish what you want it to accomplish. It's not healthy and it's kind of bad form. Well, and it's not building your marriage, right? Yeah, Which is what I'm, the point of our discussions are about here. It's a character issue if that that's the yeah. motivation. Yeah. So praising your spouse is not about what you do in public. It's not to say that you don't because yeah. you may, but let that be an overflow and not the main point. Yes, that's very good. We, we are talking and we will contextualize this conversation specifically to the private moments between you and your spouse. Yeah. Uh, we will not touch on the public appreciation. Yeah. Even though that's very important to build yeah. your spouse and appreciate your spouse in front of others. As well, yes. Uh, but we we will focus on appreciation, praise, encouragement, and uplifting uh, one another. At home. At home. Closed door. No one sees. Yes. It's just the two of you. So why why is this important from a female perspective? As a wife, as a mother, as a working person, we both work. Mm-hmm. We have our, our professions, our careers. How would this be beneficial to you bringing the female perspective? Because no one knows me better than you. Mm. It's what you said in the front for those that don't know you. Which is everyone. Yeah. No one knows me better than you. And so if you can't see it, then it's kind of like, well, what am I putting out in the world? Genuinely. So it's it's the person that sees everything. It's the person that sees the good and bad and ugly and is still able to find something beautiful. To be beautiful when you can potentially be really ugly. Mm-hmm. In the sight of that person, right? It's whatever that person chooses to focus on. I believe there's beauty in everyone. Mm-hmm. But to be able to be praised and recognized for the beauty in the one who actually knows you is why we love is why we fall in love with Jesus and never turn back. Mm. He actually knows us. Jesus knows how capable of being ugly we are and still how ugly we can get. How ugly we can get and still loves us, right? Yes. And uh, marriage is a picture of that, such a splendid picture of that. It is. I think for a male perspective, too, uh, this is so important because men are encouraged from a young age to channel certain kinds of emotion and to be strong and to be the, 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 the one with whom the buck stops, right? <laughs> The last and, and first line of defense, mm-hmm. uh, the one that steps out, the one that fights on behalf of the family, the one that protects, the one that shows strength. And in all of this positioning, it might get lost for a wife, uh, how important her perspective and her words are to the man. Because of the part he plays? Not only the part he plays, but why he plays that part. See, for the heart of a loving husband who went to the altar and vowed his vows 
to his wife, everything is for her, right? He might have his proclivities and deficiencies, but if the intimacy is healthy, if there is a clear line of communication, validation, appreciation, praise, then the motivation for him to give of himself to his wife is reinforced, is remembered. So what happens to a guy who does not get it internally? It's hard for me to talk from experience because I don't feel like my tank has been uh, empty in that regard. Well, but I can talk. But we've seen enough. Yeah, I can talk about people that I've talked to and people that I've observed from those observations. I can tell you that uh, his appreciation for the wife, his sense of connection and his sense of self-worth is highly diminished. I think what I've seen is, yes, I agree that his, his, his um, reciprocity diminishes, mm -hmm. but I have seen men deflate yeah. in the face of women who either um, do not believe in them mm -hmm. or actually put them down. There's two levels, yeah. right? There's the one who just don't expect anything of them because they've at some point lost all vision and all respect for their husband. Mm -hmm. But then there's the ones that actually go the step further and feel like they're better than their husbands and then start to put them down like he's an idiot. Yeah. That, right? Start to yeah. treat him like he is literally not intelligent or not wise or incapable. Yeah. That's why I mentioned self-worth because it, it, it envelops all of that sense of inadequacy, connection to the wife. Why am I doing what, what I'm what I'm doing like why do I work so hard if he's a hard worker right yeah why should I be investing into this if I'm not appreciated if I'm not seen if my intentions are misunderstood if if it's always a struggle why I mean, do that I've um, right early on in my um, schooling one of the books that I recommended which I highly recommend for all couples is love and respect Respect. Respect. <laughs> you res you're going to respect, respect me. me. <laughs> Love and Respect. It's a marriage book. And it is so interesting for many reasons. But it talks about women needing love. And it talks about men needing respect. Mm -hmm. And specifically to this communication and praise situation. Respect and encouragement and praise go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Because the moment you lose respect for your spouse, you also stop praising them. Because yeah. you can't see anything about them worth praising, yes. right? And you will quickly find in those situations where the praise for the husband has, you know, diminished or gone down and the respect is gone and they begin to just drift apart yeah. so intensely. Yeah. Praise is important to a, a wife as well. Yes. But praise for women equals love. Mm. You praise her because you it's almost... It's not a worshipy kind of way, but it's an adore. Mm -hmm. Like you are an adornment in my life. Mm -hmm. And there's something really beautiful about loving your wife and praising her because it's an overflow of that love. Mm -hmm. Right? For men, for what I gather, it's not tied to her. She can love him mm. deeply. Mm -hmm. But if she doesn't respect him mm. and treat him with that respect, it's two very different things. Yeah. She it the praise turns it uh, translates as respect. Mm -hmm. You know, if you praise him and you see in him potential, and you see in him what he does 
Yeah. And you, your appreciation and yes. your, you know, your words, um, your affirmation, all of that equals respect. Yes. It's admiration for him. Yeah. And it's really interesting. Um, men almost need it more. I think that's absolutely the case. Specifically because I think there, there are things that go sometimes unnoticed uh, when it comes to a woman that finds a potential husband. I've seen that in the search sometimes, ladies will want a man that's ready. So they'll have a list of what they think the bachelor, the candidate needs right? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, a list of requirements, whether it's attraction, success, mm -hmm. uh, personality, uh, family background. And some of those things are non-negotiables. Mm -hmm. But you have to keep in mind that you will not remain the person that you were when you first got married. Mm -hmm. And what happens sometimes is that women will look at the man and say, okay, I'm settling for this. And this is my guy. And this is who I'm going to have for the rest of my life. And that is the biggest mistake you can make as a woman. Because the man is designed to evolve. He wants to evolve. He wants to grow. He wants to become more. And he can yeah. become more. With the right encouragement, with the right words, with the right affirmation, you can build your spouse. And who wants to be married to the same old schlub their whole life and nobody ever changes? You change. Yeah. You you work on yourself. And it, sometimes it's not necessarily a schlub. <laughs> That's a word I made up. No, but what I'm saying is, like, none, none of us stay the same. Mm. But yet, you look at this person you married and you say settle. And how many people, especially if those that are getting married later in life, yeah. we hear this. You know, you start off with your list mm -hmm. and then you end with, I mean, if he just loves Jesus, that's enough for me. <laughs> at this point, he could be bald and fat and, you know, and all the things, the list has gone because you're settling. Mm. Instead of looking at marriage and going, I have found a partner. Yeah. And the Lord or in our lives and our marriage are going to produce something. Yeah. And we're going to build together and we're both going to evolve together. And we're, yes. And the reason for marriage, people totally forget. You don't get married just so that you're not alone. Yeah. Marriage is seen as a final destination. Yeah. Like you, that's it. And I don't want to get corny here, but it's really the beginning of a journey. People look at marriage as a, that's it, that's it, that's the destination. And it's really mm -hmm. just the beginning of something. It is. It's the beginning and both of you are going to change so much. I mean, we are not nearly who we were when we got married. We have the benefit that we got married early. True. And I don't remember who I was when I got married. I kind of do. I remember the hair. Yeah. I remember the hair too. I miss, <laughs> I miss a few of them. I think I only have half of it now. No, it was long, remember? When yeah. we dated. It was my um, John Bon Jovi phase. Yes, it was. It was, you know, it was the 90s. Yeah. No, 2000s. When was this? So long ago. We started um, dating in 2000. I know, so long ago. For a couple to experience that kind of progress and growth in marriage, these are the tools that they need in communication. The ability to praise, uplift, and believe in their spouse with their words because 
if you agree on a destination together. Many times those, those destinations are goals. And those goals are restricted by who you are now. Meaning we have a financial goal that is restricted by the level of capacity to produce financially right now. But the goal should be not just to get to that savings amount or to the property that you want to purchase or, you know, what it, it should be to increase your capacity. Yeah. It should be to augment. Mm, big, big word. Big word. Uh, your ability to produce yeah. so that your goals can get bigger and that your dreams can get wider. Yeah. And so how do you do that? You invest in each other hmm. with your words. You allow each other to expand. It's beautiful when a couple has the ability and they have produced within their marriage a space for the husband and the, the wife to be vulnerable with their dreams, to communicate their wildest dreams, their wildest visions. And the other person doesn't shut it down. Yeah. Doesn't say, oh, that's never going to happen. Yeah. Have you looked at yourself? Even more than that mm. is your spouse um, sees your blind spots too. Yeah. And their ability to see what you're good at when yes. you don't see it. Yes. Because it often comes natural. And I have an example of this with, with us. Right early on when I was like switching 5,000 majors and I kept switching trying to figure out who I was, right? And you pointed out like, honey, look at what you naturally do and what you gravitate towards. Like this is happening whether you look at it or not or paying attention to it or not. This is what you're always doing. Yeah. How about this direction? And it, what, what was that? Counseling. Yeah, but what was the thing that kept happening? I kept having people in my living room telling me all their whole life story. Tears. <laughs> tears, many tears. <laughs> What I think it's interesting is that for you, that was just you being you. It was, yeah, and that's and my you, point. And you hadn't noticed that that was so unique and profound. No, because well, because you're so enveloped in who you are and doing your life that sometimes what comes naturally, you think comes naturally to everyone. Exactly. Right? And so you don't think that's any different. Like Precisely. we all do this. And so your spouse, who is there getting a front row seat to your life, yeah. can point out those things that are amazing about you mm -hmm. that you haven't seen. Yes. Right? And so there's both. There's encouraging the dreams and the things they are seeing, mm -hmm. but there's also encouraging the things they're not seeing yet, but you can pull out of them. And I mean, I've heard countless stories. I think there's two, there's two avenues there to uplift your spouse mm -hmm. in the manners it's... Um, not shutting them down when they bring vulnerability to you mm -hmm. and something that they're dreaming about, but also encouraging when they're not, yes. when they're down, when they don't see it. So for you, listener, as you listen to this uh, example, what are some of the things that you have noticed about your spouse that you haven't communicated lately? What are some of the things that you could encourage them toward? Sometimes we can get uh, fatigued by the routine of life and the sameness we forget that we can be that catalyst to encourage the person we love the most and to uplift them and to brighten their day. It's easy to let those things come from the outside. Other sources, including this podcast, we're glad that you're listening. But if you just listen and you don't take action, 
it's going to be very difficult for you to benefit from these principles. Yeah, we used to hear this often. A blessing is not a blessing until it's spoken. Yes. You can gather all this information unless you take action upon it. It doesn't become what you want it to become. So find the things in your spouse that brighten their eyes. The things that they share with you uh, that bring life to them. Yeah. Don't miss an opportunity when you have a thought that's mm -hmm. actually genuine. Yeah. Like we said, flattery is not the way. Yeah. But a genuine thought. This happens sometimes. It happened the other day. I was like telling somebody how awesome you were. And I thought, he is not hearing this. This makes no difference <laughs> to him. Like we said, it's yeah. nice to praise your spouse to other people. It's great. But then also remember to do it to your spouse, right? Yeah. To turn around and just say, hey, you were awesome here. I mean, and be specific. Yeah. You're wonderful. You're great. But you don't actually have an example for it. Yeah. Why is he wonderful? Why is she great? What did they do that actually blessed you? Or what do you see? Be specific with your yeah. praise. And you know what that did to me? It uplifted my heart. I felt more connected to you. And I felt encouraged to continue to make those investments with the specific things that you mentioned. Yeah. So it created a point of connection that during that day, the day could have passed and we wouldn't have had that experience. Just don't miss the opportunity. Yeah. Like that's the encouragement. Doesn't have to be anything doesn't major. Doesn't have to be major. Doesn't have to be eloquent um, poetry. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to come up with poetry for your spouse. <laughs> But just be honest and take the opportunities. And it, it's, it's, it's a little vulnerable mm -hmm. to do it. Yeah. It's a little vulnerable to put yourself out there and praise someone else. Mm -hmm. Especially if you haven't um, had any praise come back yeah. to you. Especially if your relationship has not been in a good spot. Yeah. Right? But be the first person to take that It's step. so important. You will, you will notice a shift. Mm -hmm. You know, raise that white flag and bring praise an adulation to your marriage and you will see a shift. Now, I think it's important for us to address also the insecurity that exists in competitive environments in marriage. Now, you and I are very competitive. Mm -hmm. We are. Mm -hmm. But we do not shy away from complimenting and pushing the other one forth because we are also not insecure we have insecurities, mm -hmm. but when it comes to our marriage, we're not insecure about each other's success. Yeah, I've seen spouses compete with one another in an unhealthy yeah. manner because you have to beat that person. Yeah. You have to be better. It's it's the heart of being better than. Yeah. I, and I think we don't feel the need. I don't feel the need to be better than you. Mm -hmm. You don't feel the need to be better than me. We compete because we have fun with it. It's yeah. just our personality. Like, <laughs> you know, we want to beat each other. But it's in silly things. Yeah. For As it pertains to life, we're going in the same direction. Yeah. Your win is my win. Exactly. My win is your win. So yes. it's not that kind of competition. It's different, right? If your spouse wins or gets a promotion and you're jealous, that's a different... You need to address that in a different way. Yeah. You know, that's a different, whole different thing. I mean, if either of us gets a promotion, we're excited because it's more money in our pocket and we get to, you know, exactly. do more. Like, it's a together thing. Yeah. Um, so, really find the source of what it is that you feel insecure about. Yes. And it's a delicate thing, too, because in those moments, there is a duality for the person who is 
using the example of, uh, of career success, the person who is advancing and for the person who is uh, the counterpart, right? Because the counterpart can encourage and praise. But if the other person who is being praised doesn't understand that there is a unit and they just take it and allow that to build their insecurities and really start feeling, yeah, maybe I am the better one here. Maybe I the am cream the, of the, cream. the cream of the crop. Maybe <laughs> I am, you know, the, the best part of this relationship. Yeah. Maybe I'm the one who married down. Yeah. It's no good. I think then the conversation kind of le leads in a different direction, right? Yeah. Um, if you're facing that kind of insecurity, yeah. you know, where you can't praise because if you praise somebody, then you feel less than yourself, mm -hmm. right? Then um, you got some healing and some conversations to have. Other forms of communication need to come into play here. Which we will address in subsequent episodes. But yeah. it is important for you to get over that. Yeah. You got to get over that insecurity. You got to get over the the idea that if your spouse wins, then you lose. No. That's not that's not accurate. A win for your spouse is a win for the marriage. A commitment for your spouse is a commitment for the marriage. A sacrifice that your spouse makes is a sacrifice for the marriage. And so so is the win. Yeah. And it's a mutual win and both should see it that way because you're both empowering helping and building each other you wouldn't be the person that you are today without your spouse yeah. so you wouldn't have the win that you have today without your spouse yeah you are the wind beneath my wing honey <laughs> and the mud <laughs> the wind Just... and the mud <laughs> just gotta you know so praise your spouse, encourage your spouse, lift up your spouse and watch the difference that it'll make in your day to day life. It's not only going to lift the mood and the vibe in your home. I use the word vibe, vibe, but it's also going to in the long term, five years from now, 10 years from now, going to have a ripple effect on the things that you will engage in because if you encourage your spouse to take that class and you make the sacrifice together and you're supportive that can change the direction of your life for the better if you encourage your spouse to go and start that business and to take that course imagine the things that those extra steps and encouragement can produce to your life long term now not only talking about commitment talk about emotional health talk about connection if you are complimenting each other noticing the effort that the, that the other person puts into the marriage and the family you will see not only reciprocity in the in the communication but you will see more of that people like to measure up to other people's standards mm-hmm you know, like yeah. if you put a bar that's really high, but you like yeah. you set that bar for somebody yeah. and say that they're t a 10, they're, yes. wanna, they're going to want to stay a 10. Just know? remember in marriage, whatever gets validated gets replicated. Mm, look at you. It's true. 
Yeah, it's What true. gets validated gets replicated. Yep. And it's not a way to manipulate your spouse. Please, you're, you're, you're intimate enough where your spouse will be able to smell that crap <laughs> from a mile away. I'm pardon my French. Again, the flattery, right? Yeah, don't, don't try to manipulate. It just, that's diminishing. Be genuine. Drop the sarcasm. Drop the put downs. Drop the making fun of your spouse in public. That does not build him or her up. Yeah, you can cause some real damage. Yeah. By that stuff. Yeah, if you're not used to complimenting your spouse in private, we encourage you to start there. Compliment each other in the intimacy of your home. Once you have that down, I challenge you to compliment them in social contexts. I agree 100%. If you do it, in, do it well in private and then do it well in public as well. So we hope that today has been um, uplifting for you guys as well. Yes. As you, you are going to make it. You are going to make it, listener. If you put a few little tools into place, your marriage will be better. We guarantee it. Or your money to, back. And, <laughs> and listen to us. You are a great wife. Yes. You are a great husband. And you have what it takes to build a great marriage. You sure do. Now for our final segment. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> I love that you always make that sound. Get ready. It's coming. What annoys you about your spouse? Oh my gosh, after we talked about praise? Exactly. <laughs> We're going to put a little pepper on that salt. <laughs> what annoys me? What annoys me about my spouse? There's nothing about me that annoys you. Oh, there is. I just can't think of it. <laughs> you know there's nothing that annoys me. I know something that I annoy you with. Can I tell you yes. something that annoys you about me? Yes. When we are stopped at a red light, quite often, oh, yes. I will release my foot <laughs> off the brakes just oh, enough. Oh my gosh. So there is that, uh, you know, uh, on the car moving, kind of holding the wheel, but not really. Oh my God. You, you, you listener, you have to understand <laughs> that noises really bother me. Like little monotone noises, whatever those are, that just like insanely piercing <laughs> i have i have doggy ears like very sensitive ears and any noise that's in that manner just really bothers me so yeah the car or when he'll do things at home like that too in the same um singing will, voice that is like i will just, not confirm nor deny that sometimes those things are on purpose to oh, keep they are always to on keep purpose. my wife humbled <laughs> always on purpose <laughs> so what a noise you about me. 
Absolutely no, nothing. No, I know, I know. No, I Absolutely will tell you. Lies. No, lies. No, no, no. You I don't know. annoy me. Nothing Leaving about you. things open, the jars open, yeah. the doors yeah. open. <laughs> Alini has a real problem with twisting. Twisting the milk cart. Anything <laughs> that like I've dropped so many things because she grabs things from the side, but because I'm a little taller, I grab things from the top. So I have pulled things that are half closed and they've fallen on the floor and salads and food and jelly and peanut butter. It's just it's because, you know, just somehow that little twist motion is too much for her. Like you can put the lid on top and kind of do a five degree twist, but to go all the way to close, it's too much. I, on the other hand, sometimes tighten it too much. <laughs> I have to go to the sink sometimes and 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 loosen some of the. He tightens it where he thinks I'm Hercules. Like no, <laughs> I can't open this. I'm a man. <laughs> anyway, those are our major pet peeves, guys. <laughs> major things major. that annoy. Yeah, we hope this episode blessed you. And equipped you to have a better marriage. We really, our heart is for marriages to do better. Because if the marriage does better, if the marriage unit does better, if you have kids, your kids will do better. It's so important. And studies have shown that a healthy marriage produces lasting results in the life of a child who grows in a functional home. A lasting marriage has a, a profound impact. Uh, on the society uh, a couple that that works together they'll go further together and farther yes both yes we believe um, society doesn't need more um, plans and projects and you know policies what they need is stronger families yes so that's why we're here we're glad you joined us this week, whichever episode you are on. Yeah. And uh, we hope that you will submit your questions. Please submit we your are questions. We an interactive podcast, so please submit your questions via Instagram um, or any of the socials. Yeah, and share. If this has helped you, it'll probably help your friend as well. So thank you so much. Have a great week. God bless. See ya. Thank you for listening to Marriage with the Millers. Remember to subscribe and share. To submit a topic for our next conversation, send us a message on Instagram or email us at marriagewiththemillers at connectcommunity.org.